This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Wednesday edition of the show. Yeah, we're following a little baseball, but we've got a lot to talk about in just an hour. You can join us right now at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY. 98 underscore 7 FM along with Harvey and Joe Leo is back. We're here until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, did you notice Joe was back? I did notice that. Yep. His happy face. He's ready to spread cheer and happiness throughout the land. No, I said Joe Leo was back. Oh, yeah. No, no. Joe Leo. He he, he does it in his own way. It's a little counterintuitive sometimes, but uh, he does spread his, his cheer his, in his own unique way. Yes. See, Joe, you can't leave for a couple of days. You lose status, my friend. You lose status. You lose status. You got to be here every day. Every it's day. good to be back. Uh, it's good to have you back, my friend. Gordon, what was your day like today? Uh, it was a good day, I thought. A uh, fun day. Mm-hmm. Getting out, getting about, doing little things in the garden. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like we got a little bit of uh, a, a reprieve from, from the fall. Like it's yeah. become summer again. So back out there battling the... Uh, the elements and uh, having a fine day. Certainly was a better day than some other people had. Oh, there's no question about that. And we'll touch on that in the rundown in a second. But I will say this, Gordon. I was out. Um, for, first of all, I have some hellos for you again. Okay. Uh, hellos from the folks over at the, the dentist office. Okay. Who are avid listeners to oh, us. Oh, that's very nice. Um, I had to, you know, a little checkup. Uh huh. You, know, you know, every you know the, the cleaning, the, yeah, bi-yearly cleaning and all that there stuff. There yep. you go. There you mm-hmm. go. There you go. So uh, you know, good news. So everything mm-hmm. is good. But you know, everybody yes. said hello in the dentist's office. You know, that's very nice. Uh, the one thing about going to the dentist's office, though, Gordon, is I have to do homework before I go. Oh my God! You because leave that place, you feel so guilty. You feel like you should quit your job and just stay home, brush your teeth, <laughs> right? You got to do this thing. You got to do that thing. I was, I've been the amount of things week. you got to do, you didn't even realize <laughs> you, you were doing. I said, oh, wait a second, cavemen? Did the cavemen all lose their teeth? Whoa, how are we? I was brushing all weekend. Oh, anyway, my God. just in preparation. Make but it up also, for lost time, right? Also, my dentist, she is an avid tennis fan. Okay. So we like to have these little tennis conversations. Mm-hmm. And Gordon, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not really, uh, you know. Patrick or John McEnroe. I got you. <laughs> so, you know, brushed up a little bit. So we had a nice little conversation. So she enjoyed it. But she wanted everybody in the office to tell you hello. That's very nice. So you're brushing up on in more ways than one. Yes, I was brushing with my eyes and my hands. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> I was brushing up both ways. Brushing up both ways. As a matter of fact, this young man maybe should have brushed up on what not to say to fans. As we begin our top stories that we cover here on 98.7 ESPN's ESPN New York Tonight. Here's the quote from Evan Neal, Gordon Damer, as he told NJ.com earlier today, why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? That's a quote. Continuing Evan Neal, quote, the person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Now, you remember the broadcast captured him egging on booing fans on the sidelines, yelling at them to boo louder. And he explained why, quoting, because that just further shows that people are fair weather. A lot of fans are bandwagoners. I mean, I get it. They want to see us perform well, and I respect all of that. But no one wants us to perform well more than we do. We should note, 
Jordan Renan reported that Neil later apologized for his comments in a note posted on X, formerly Twitter, tonight. I am wrong for lashing out at the fans, quoting Neil, who are just as passionate and frustrated as I am. I let my frustrations in my play and desire to win get the best of me. I had no right to make light of anyone's job, and I deeply regret the things I said. We are working day in and day out to grow as a team, and this was an unnecessary distraction. I apologize. Gordon, before you respond, when I walked back in from the dentist, I heard Don LaGreca screaming this, and I was like, what the heck happened? Right tackle Evan Neal looked up towards the stands, raised his arms, and gestured sarcastically. He said he did not flip off fans, but he did yell a clear message to them. They are booing us, so I said, boo louder, Neal told NJ Advance Media on Wednesday. Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep, he added. The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Are you kidding me? i cut his ass. I would. How dare you? These people pay your salary. They pay an obnoxious amount of money to park, an obnoxious amount of money for PSLs to sit there and watch this pap, and you call them hamburger flippers? What, you're so much better? I'd rather have a guy that's flipping hamburgers block than your piece of garbage ass. Who the hell are you to talk to fans like that? You piece of garbage. I hate when players do that. You're not above us. What, because you happen to play a sport? You're better than me. You're better than the people that pay your salary. These giant fans were here before you, and they'll be here after your sorry ass is cut. What a piece of human trash. And I don't want to hear some apology. I don't want to hear, oh, I was taken out of contact. I didn't mean, I don't want to hear, done, done. I would cut his fat ass. You see him in the mall of Willowbrook, boo his ass. If you see him on the DMV, boo him. Don't stop booing him. If he goes to the Pro Bowl, boo him. If he wins a Super Bowl, boo his sorry ass. Screw that guy. We're not nobody. Flipping, but how are you taught? How do you condescend to people that pay to watch you play? Poorly, I might add. I said, what the heck happened? <laughs> <laughs> You thought you were still under that that uh, nitrous ice oxide stuff they yeah, give you at the dentist. Wait a second, what's going on here? Wow. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it, it certainly has gotten uh, a large reaction from the comments. And and keep in mind, the game was Monday. He felt like this on Monday. He didn't apologize for anything on Tuesday, and then he came out today. And so this was this was still what this is. That's how he really felt. The apology. Yes. Uh, you, he can spit it any way he wants now, uh, but that, that's, that's just his bosses getting in his ear and telling him what to say. It's clear this is actually the way he feels because he felt like that for three days. So uh, we'll get more into it as we go along here, but uh, it, it is uh, – I, I mean, what, what, did he, what, what did he expect people to do? You have gotten – destroyed this destroyed larry i know destroyed the offensive line gave up 11 sacks in the game i know we watched it together (laughs) 11 sacks in the game you're getting your head handed to you every single solitary week in a game that was supposed to be must win it was 24-3 it felt like it was 50-3 
And, uh, and there's a clip that's gone viral of Evan Neal blocking his own teammate while yeah, the defensive end runs in and tackles the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Dude, are you serious? Are you serious? Wow. Here's what you should have said. We got to do better. That's all I got to say. <laughs> we got to do better. We deserve to be booed. We got to do better. You think about oh. how much uh, reaction Zach Wilson got for his comments. Yeah. And, yep. and those did not play in the locker room. Now, these are not directed at the locker room, but these are significantly worse. Significantly worse. And, and right. you know, it's funny because when I, I was playing catch-up like you were, right? So I finally got to the quote, uh, and then I saw him, you know, say boo louder. You know, you don't like that, but okay. Uh, and then when he said the the quote about the lion and the sheep, I was like, well, you know what? He, he's, he's on it. He's like, uh, you know, he's, he's got a little swag behind him. And then when he got to the the flipping the ham, oh yeah. my God! He messed it's up. Like the the anchor man, boy, that ex- escalated quickly. Yeah, stay classy, Evan Neal. Whoa, <laughs> stay classy. And, and you know what's funny is that like the offensive line and the oh. offense in general, but the offensive line has been a hot topic. Mm-hmm. But it's been the entire offensive line. He's now made it that he's the person. Yeah, exactly. He's now singled himself out yes. of the uh, of the of the ineptitude of the offensive line. He's he the poster boy. Put, no, no, guys, I got you. This is all on me now. I'll take it. I'll, I'll bail out. I'm taking one for the team. Wow. <laughs> I'm taking one for the old line, baby. I'm Ooh. taking one for the old line. Unbelievable. Hey, Gordon. Just running back, Brees Hall returned Sunday to the scene of his football nightmare, Denver. But he's going back this time with the sound knee, ready for a bigger workload. According to Robert Sala, they have removed Hall's playing time restrictions from the first four games. So he might be able to run 20, 25 carries on Sunday. Well, you'd like to think that they're going to need him. Um, uh I don't think it's a coincidence that Zach Wilson has played his best when Bryce, uh, well, Brees Hall has been a major factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he went down last year, it, the, the the roof caved in on the Jets quarterback. So yeah. uh, if we're all saying that this is a must win, they have to win this game, there's no way they can lose this game. The Broncos have been as bad as just about anyone. Um, you would think that Brees Hall has to be – a big part of it, and, and if you want to salvage the season moving forward as the things do get a little easier after the bye, mm-hmm. he would be a major weapon to be able to rely on. No question about that. Hey, Gordon, the Mets got a, an extra win. Did you hear they were awarded a one nothing win over the Marlins in the game suspended by rain on September 28th? With Miami's 2-1 rally in the ninth voided because the inning was not completed. Now, the game would have been resumed Monday had it impacted the postseason, but it was not because the Marlins was assured of the second NL wild card in Arizona the third. So now the Mets only finished 105 games under 500. Well, so they had another meaningless game that we didn't even know about. Look at that. Yeah, that's something. They, oh, they found a way to, 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 to make it a, a, another meaningless game. Uh, you know? Who knew? Of course, Show Walter's job. And now, and he won't get it back that one game. Oh, speaking Although, of, I did yeah, hear that he did. I hear this right that that the Giants have looked to to interview him. Uh, I did Giants hear are looking for a, a new manager, right? With mm-hmm, uh, Gabe are. Kapler out, and yes, yes, that would be interesting because we that were talking last night how it seemed like this would probably be it for Bucky. Sixty six. How many other opportunities? But it would be nice for him not to go out on this kind of note. Absolutely, it would be. It would be. And they could use a upgrade in managerial. I'm the capital, as I told you last night, eh, not a big fan. 
had one distance, really good year, and then every other year it was basically 500. So yeah, and they had an unbelievable year that year. Everybody hit, mm-hmm. like, and it, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Sticking with the Mets, did you know, Gordon, that uh, there was a polarizing issue between Billy Epler and Buck Showalter, according to the New York Post? I did. I did see that. Yeah. Daniel Vogelback, baby! <laughs> Daniel Vogelback! <laughs> Showalter was like, listen, I don't really need to play this guy. We don't. Uh, Epler's like, no, I want him in the lineup. He's got to be in the lineup. Uh, he's got to be in the lineup. Why? Now, now part. Why, why does he have to be in the lineup? Part of Showalter's opposition, according to the article, to Vogelback was philosophical. Showalter viewed the DH spot as one that should be used on the rotation, allowing position players a partial rest while remaining in the lineup. He also wanted somebody who could produce in the DH spot, which is something that Vogelback wasn't doing at all against right-handed pitching. So, you know, see, once again, once again, I tell you, I didn't like Epler. I told you, I wasn't, I wasn't a big yeah. Epler guy. Uh, yeah, he, he never got that, uh, that hot streak, right? We were waiting no, for that hot did. streak, and uh, it never came. So. Never came. You know? And how is he telling? See, I was under the impression. See, Gordon, analytics. Even Buck Showalter can't control who's in the lineup. How about that? And, and and not only not be able to control who's in the lineup, he couldn't even keep Daniel Vogel back out of the lineup. Right? Like, you think, oh, well, well Buck has say on, on, on a lot of things, but not maybe on the big things. Like, if they called up a, a young player and he didn't want Say Beatty came up and, and, and Buck was like, ah, I don't want to play him right now. I want more of a veteran presence in that spot. He didn't have the power to do that. Okay, fine. Maybe the front office has to step in. We're talking about Daniel Vogelback. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's terrible. He, Buck couldn't even keep him out of the lineup? It's not oh good. Oh, my God. It's not what you want. Not, it's not what, what you, you want. want. No. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You know, we have a bunch of personnel groups, Pat, with different receivers in them. You can see there's a lot of different guys out there. Shep has them, too. They weren't called, so I'd anticipate seeing him a little bit more. How many, I don't know that is, but I'd anticipate him seeing him a little bit more. Yeah, I, I, look, I think Shep is a good player. Again, he'll be out there today. We'll put him in there like we do in practice. We just we didn't call the plays that were, were tagged with, with Shep's plays, but he's had some production with Daniel. Obviously, it's a new year coming back from an injury, so we'll try to keep bringing him along and, and give him a couple more chances here. All right, that's Brian Dable. Gordon Damon saying you can expect Sterling Shepard to be more involved in the offense. I guess they're going to line him up in the backfield. <laughs> maybe maybe that maybe that way he'll get the he'll get the football. I'm leery, Larry. I'm I'm leery of uh, of poking the lion too much. I no. hear you. I know. I know. The lion I got doesn't you. concern his uh, the the opinions of the sheep. So I'm I'm concerned about poking the lion too much because now after this week maybe I'll feel a little bit better, but mm-hmm. Taking out my team. Last thing I need is for an entire week where the, the sky is falling, the Giants are garbage, they can't do anything, and then mm-hmm. they go play my team, and all of a sudden the Rawr! ball bounces the way that it has not bounced so far this year. Absolutely. Uh, Saquon Barkley performed team reps for the first time since his injury. Andrew Thomas, John Michael Schmidt, and Shane Lemieux did not practice. Rookie Eric Gray will continue on punt duty. So, um I don't know, Gordon. I, I just think this is a this is a tough spot here for for uh, the Giants, uh, going on the road, 
mm-hmm. against a very hot Miami team that you know can score. Mm-hmm. Their defense is very good, and it really it, it's 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 incumbent now upon the giant coaching staff offensively to come up with a plan where I need to see a tight end on one side helping out Evan Neal or helping out whoever's replacing Andrew Thomas if Thomas can't go. I need to see that. Maybe Saquon Barkley will be able to play. That will give them another option, definitely. But there's got to be a way for Daniel Jones to be able to throw the football. And for him, Gordon, he, he's got to take what the defense gives him. I get the idea. Because I have this, there's always quarterbacks will always tell you. And, and when you have the conversations with them, you understand it. But then from the coach's side, it must drive you crazy. Because they feel that if I hang in for another second, that player will be open and I can get them the ball. And so, you know, Daniel Jones has just got to go back to what he did last year. I, he can't force it. If it's not there, run, try to get some yardage. He couldn't do it against – listen, he, he tried to run. Whatever yardage he got was because he was running. And he's got to throw the ball out of bounds. He can't throw it, put it up for grabs because, let's face it, Gordon, they, they're not scoring enough that they can overcome that. No. Uh, and it does feel like the Giants have a lot of things to fix. And to think that they're going to fix enough of them in the course of a week – uh, it feels like a stretch, right? The offensive line is coming off as bad a performance of any line that we've seen, it seems like, in forever. Uh, the quarterback was at least partly to blame for that as well and, and certainly helped decide the game with the pick six. They don't have their most explosive player, at least it doesn't look like it right now. I know he's trending in the right direction, but even if he does come back this week in Saquon Barkley, what percentage of Saquon Barkley are you getting? 50%, 60%, less than 50%? Um, the, the skill position players, it doesn't seem like they get any separation whatsoever. Uh, Darren Waller has been pretty much a non-entity. And then you have a defense, which was not the primary problem against the Seahawks, but it has been a problem so far this year in terms of the tackling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took them a while before they even got a sack. They still don't have any interceptions or any takeaways this year, no fumble recoveries. Yeah. So it does seem like a, a lot to fix in a very short period of time. Against a very formidable offense that can put points on the board and, and embarrass you in a second, all you have to do is ask Denver. They will tell you. I mean, you know, Gordon, I'm not – I understand you can't say much, so I'll just say it for mm-hmm. you. Uh, the Miami offense, when, when it's right and they give Tua some time, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. Now, last week you saw that Tua, you know, Buffalo put a little more pressure on him, and so it, it wasn't the type of offense that you normally expect from them. But nevertheless, it, the Giants have not shown that they can consistently do that. So Wake Martin, Wake Martindale is going to be blitzing as soon as they get off the bus going to the stadium. <laughs> yeah, well, look, the Dolphins have played uh, four games so far this year. They scored over 100 points against two really bad defenses in the Broncos and the Chargers. Uh, against the Bills and the Patriots, their defenses, they have been held in check. So it would seem right now like the Giants are far more like the Chargers and the Broncos, but if they want to be competitive in this game, they have to they, – I mean, it has to kind of start with a defense. No it, has to, it has to start there. They have to be significantly better than they've been. And they're going to have to try to help the, the offense out. they got to score some points. they got to get some turnovers. Uh, you know, special teams, which I guess was the second person that was uh, yelled at, the special teams coordinator for the Giants. Yeah, they've not been good Was either. number two behind Daniel Jones on uh, Brian Dable's hate list on on Monday night. Uh, they got to come up with a short field, get a, get a decent putt return, 
you know, try to help, uh, you know, try to help the offense out. Give them a little better field position because until the offense gets going, they're going to need everything. They're going to need all the help they can get. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how you fix the issues of the offensive line that quickly. Now, the, the Miami defense is not great in terms of, of, of pressure, not great in terms of their sack total. I think they have like six on the season. But, of course, the Seahawks only had five on the season before they played mm-hmm. the Giants. So um, everything right now, everything is a concern. I mean, we, I, I said it before the, the Seahawks game that through the first three games of the season, Giant fans were concerned but they were one bad performance against the Seahawks away from it becoming a full-blown panic. It is now yes. a full-blown panic. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I don't know who's under more pressure this week, Gordon. Zach Wilson or Daniel Jones? Um, yeah, that's a good know. question. Well, uh, I, look, I, I think that uh, for, for Zach Wilson, I don't know how much last week really changes the expectation long-term. You want to uh-huh. see whether or not – he can follow that up. And unless you're just the most ardent Zach supporter, that's still a doubt, right? It yeah. could go either way. He could go out there and play and, and follow up what he did against Kansas City against a, a far worse defense and, and mm-hmm. maybe even be better than that. Right. Um, or he could he could have another one of those games where he's throwing the ball around, he's running backwards. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so I, I would say that right now Daniel Jones is under more pressure because he uh, that was – that was not a good performance. He did not get a lot of help from his teammates. That was the first one to me this year why I said, boy, Daniel Jones was really part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we can't, we can't ignore the poor, the poor play of the offensive line. But we also can't ignore a pick six right there. I mean, you can't oh, throw that. That was the killer. Right? That Absolutely. Ball there. Yep, you just can't, and and so you know, I mean, Gordon, we would if Zach Wilson did it, we'd kill him. Oh, absolutely, and rightfully <laughs> so. I mean, that we'd was the him. game. The game was over at that point. It took them forever to get down there. They're in position. They weren't. They should not have even been in the game at that point, but they yeah. were. Yep. And if you get a touchdown there, who knows, right? Yeah. Maybe the maybe the the bounces start to eat, maybe equal out a little bit because the Giants mm-hmm. have not got a whole lot of great bounces so right. far this year. But, uh, yeah, he throws the pick six, game over right then, and then it just got uh, comically bad. I mean, it was yeah. that was as embarrassing a performance by any Giant team in a long time. To see the, the quarterback yes. get hit that many times, and, and there was not – it was just consistent throughout the night. It was. It was. And, you know, uh, LaGreca made a great point with Dan Olavsky today because Olavsky was saying, listen, all of it was not on the offensive line. There were some things on Daniel Jones. You should have got rid of the ball, blah, 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 so on and so Which is, you know, Olavsky breaks down tape like nobody else on quarterbacks. So you acknowledge that, but Don said, hey, listen, you know, but he ran to get other point, other yardage that they wouldn't have gotten either. So it kind of balanced out. He was, it was just a tough day for him. And I just hope, you know, that it's, if you're a Giant fan, Harvey, you're hoping for at least a respectable game. Something where, you know, at least you it, it's competitive. Because the way the offensive line played, the way that offense was, it is I mean, Darren Waller is non existent. And he was supposed to be, you know, the, the the big thing on this team offensively. Yeah. Uh that was the the I know they improved other positions, Paris Campbell, some other yes. parts, Jalen Hyatt, they yes. they kind of expect big things from. But mm-hmm. no, I mean Darren Waller, that was the the big move. And it does feel like it felt like at the time that maybe we're kind of overrating the the acquisition mm. of Darren Waller, and at least so far, we absolutely overrated the um, the acquisition because he's not really been outside of the Arizona game. He really hasn't been much of a factor. Now, 
I, again, to me, it all kind of goes back to the offensive line until you get that somewhat squared away. Yeah. Where it's not just a turnstile. Everything else is secondary to that. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be an interesting game on Sunday. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, let's go to the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Dave's in the car. What's up, Dave? You're up first on ESPN New York Tonight. Hey, thanks a lot. You know, I want to bounce this off you guys. Um, I remember when the Giants season ended and the contract talks are coming around with uh, Daniel Jones. Then you heard the talks were far apart and he got a new agent. And I remember when the, the agreement was signed and the general manager seemed very, like, dismissive of, of Barkley. It, it just – the feeling I had, and a few other people you can tell had a similar feeling – uh, in the sports world, was like, are the Giants getting ahead of themselves? They just gave this guy $40 million. Um, They're dismissing Barkley. Just certain things about the Giants organization, which stems from the coaching and the management of the team right now, are troublesome, right? Ten te- um, captains. There was even a joke about how did someone voted for the janitor in the locker room. I don't know if that was scuttlebutt. And, and then now you have this scenario where now – Daniel Jones needs more protection. Uh, the line is hurt. People should watch the commanders and watch the Arizona Cardinals and watch those offenses at work and those offensive coordinators. Both of those teams have injuries, even the Texans. The Giants are, the organization isn't rolling up their sleeves and really getting the job done now. And I really think this is like Dabo's first year of challenge. And I'm just going to say one more thing. The lineman who went off and talked about people flipping burgers, just like Dennis Rodman got cut after talking about the head of the Mavericks, they need to cut that guy and send a message to the locker room. What are your thoughts on that? Well, Dave, I'll tell you this, and thanks for the phone call. As bad as he is, I don't think they can afford to lose him no, right now. Yeah. <laughs> John, now I'm sure he'll be disciplined. I'm sure he was strongly spoken to, which led to the apology that you got. On, on X, I don't know whether he actually wrote it or not. I'm not sure. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I hear what you're saying. And, yes, there's other teams who have issues with their offensive line, and it didn't look like that. But I think it's, it's a symptomatic of things because not only is the offensive line not working for the pass play, but Gordon is not working for the running game either. The only person that can run is Daniel Jones. Yeah, there's not. it didn't seem like he had a lot of options uh on Monday night against Seattle and the offensive line has just not been good. And, and again, it's not as if they're not spending resources on the, the offensive line. I mean, Evan Neal was the seventh pick in the draft. Yikes. Uh, John Michael Schmitz was, was a second round pick. Those, those hit at the same rate as first round picks. Yeah. Um, Andrew Thomas is, is, is great when he plays, but him missing time now has really kind of thrown things uh, into a, a real downward spiral uh and it's hard to see how it could be any worse than it was monday night lonnie's in harlem lonnie is next on 987 esp what's up lonnie og larry uncle g joe leo harvey shout out to the company shout out to downtown tv now you know first of all i want to thank don for saying what he said today i'm on tmks because 
I think he spoke for all Giant fans, all fans of any fan base of any team, to be honest with you. Because for Evan Neal to talk about us Giant fans like that, I feel like, you know, you know, me personally, I'm a loyal Giant fan. As I was telling Joe early, because I actually had called in a damn, but I guess I called in a little late. So me personally, it was actually the second Super Bowl, Joe. I was too young, and I was just getting off of work. I was working at McDonald's, Evan Neal, you idiot. And I was flipping burgers and all of that other stuff at the time. So I had just got off work. I was a manager, and the Super Bowl was on. I was trying to rush home. I had just walked by the Empire State Building, and, you know, they had the bar and everything downstairs. And at this point, I was like I said, I was too young to get inside. So I stood outside to watch that game the entire game. Mm. So for him to be sitting there talking about how burger flippers and hot dogs and all that, that doesn't matter. So you just basically called a crowd of 80,000 people burger flippers and hot dog people. like, And then, that's, and then Tommy, the person who calls it from Connecticut, said it earlier, they sell burgers and hot dogs at MetLife, you idiot. So it's like, it's things like that. And I'm sorry to say stuff like idiot and things like that, but when you say stuff like that, like Rodon blowing the kisses, it's like, yo, you in a city where people are passionate about their teams. And then you sit there and say that when you can't even do your job correctly, you can't even – the man couldn't block air if it blew on him. And you, you're talking about this? So it's, just, it's things like that. Like I said, I sat outside in the cold mm. to watch that entire game. So to me, what he said was very disrespectful, period. And once again, I just want to thank Don because he said a lot of things that I want to say, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to get dropped or dumped and stuff like that. But because he is who he is, and he, he can say that. But the A word that he kept saying repeatedly, that's exactly what Evan Neal is. And he needs to watch his mouth talking about giant fans or fans, period. Don't nobody want to hear that. People pay their hard-earned money. And the same people who are flipping burgers and cooking hot dogs, do you know how much money they probably have to save to come see you not do your job, stupid? I hear you, Lonnie. I got it. Thanks for the phone call. Rothenberg's going to be interesting tomorrow morning. I want to hear what he's got to say. And look, um, I understand anger getting the best of you at times. Who the hell are you? Least the for me to, to, to be upset at someone else for getting angry. But again, that was Monday, Larry. Yeah, I know. He's been That's stewing right. on this for a couple of days. Yep. And 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 it's amazing to me that anyone could think that hey, this is the road I'm going to go down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And. And also, nobody flips hot dogs. No, they don't. I know that's off topic right now. It's not really the point. Nobody's flipping hot dogs. You turn hot dogs, but it's a point for another time. Plus, I mean, Gordon, we've been around this game a long time. When's the last time an offensive lineman made news? (laughs) When's Not like this. Not like this. When's the last time an offensive lineman sought out a reporter to say something like this? And, and, and we've had people, we've had athletes do things about the fans, like when Julius Randle did the thumbs yeah. down or, yes. or, or Lindor did the thumbs down. Yes. That was in the heat of battle, yeah. right? Like that's yep. the anger getting the better of you. Yes. This is three days later. Yeah, this is, this is almost This is what he really planned. felt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How, da- how dare you peons 
boo me and boo us. I mean, what what would they suppose? Did you expect them to cheer? You're getting your heads handed to you for a solid month. You've given up 11 sacks. That's not hyperbole. Literally, you gave up 11 sacks. Yeah, that's right. Pete Carroll's laughing on the sidelines. Enjoying himself. Oh, he's never had such a good time in New Jersey. Never. Certainly not with the Jets. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know? You guys have been as embarrassing as any team in the sport. Any team in the sport. Any team. What did you expect people to do? Hey, get them next time. (laughs) Next time, block the guy on the other team, Evan. Don't block your guy. And see if his and and so this is the funny thing. His point is because you don't play football, you're you in no position to right. criticize him. Guess what? The eyes do not lie, Gordon. The only person you blocked successfully was your own teammate. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. That's Look, pretty bad. I, I, it, 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 he has a point that yes, we have not played the game, so there are finer points that he he knows more about it than we do. But there's sometimes you don't need to know more, no. right? Like I've never flown a helicopter, but if the helicopter is crashing into a mountain, I know that that's not the. You, no, you don't want to do that. Not what it should be doing. That's not what you're supposed to be. If the plane is heading like a lawn dart into the ground, that's not what you. That's not, not what the you way want. you fly a plane. Nope, nope. And when and when the defender is going around the lineman like he's not there, mm. that's an issue. Repeatedly, 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 that's an issue. Okay, you can tell me it was one of these plays where it's one more than we can block. I get that, Gordon. I understand it. Not all 10 or 11 were that one. Not all 10 or 11. I get the hot read. You step back. You you know the rush is coming. There's one more. Go to the hot route. That's the way. I get it. Understood. That was not it. It wasn't it. Could you imagine Brian Dable getting informed of this stuff? Like, yeah, he, exactly. that, like that, that, that guy doesn't have enough stuff to do right now. Like, he doesn't yeah. have enough fires to put out. There's a guy in the locker room with a box of matches just <laughs> flicking them into the air. <laughs> hey, is there, is there gasoline over there? Let me Let's flip see. a couple of these over there. Gee, what can I set on fire next? Yeah. That must be great. Uh, before we go to break, Harvey, you're a Giants fan. What was your thoughts when you heard or read the the comments by your right tackle, Evan Neal? You'll laugh at this because I was on the bus, and these bus rides DJs can get a bit long, so I was a bit I was a bit sleepy, especially rush hour. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and so I'm going through the Lincoln Tunnel, and I start to doze off, and all of a sudden I hear someone screaming in my ear. I have my headphones in, and it's Don LaGreca screaming <laughs> about Evan Neal. Did not, it factor into your dream? Like, were you imagining that Dom was yelling at you that way? I did not dream. I don't dream of anybody screaming at me about anything. I didn't have any dreams at all. But you ever have one of those dreams where you're sleeping, but, like, the alarm's going off and the music is part of your dream? Like, you're sleeping so like hard? Sounds like it's down the block. Sounds right. like it's a distance away. Yeah, you hear the music playing, but it doesn't wake you up. It just You just factor it into the dream because you need more sleep. That happened yeah, to exactly. me probably last week. That happened to me. But, no, I was pretty annoyed by it because – I mean, I'm a season ticket holder for the Red Bulls, and they gave me nothing, even though they won tonight. So for he always brings it back to the Red Bulls, Larry. Well, it always goes back to the Red Bulls. It's all relative, but for a guy that has given me nothing, 
Zero. Zero since he's he's played in this game. A guy that I want desperately to work out so that I don't have to hear about Eric Flowers again. Mm. And this is what you bring up, and now you walk it back today with your apology, which I don't believe. I I do not want to hear the apology. I don't really care for it. It is funny though. He did it on his notes app on his iPhone, which says a bit. But I don't. I just don't. I just don't need it. I just want him to play well, so we can get behind all this, and just move on. Because like you said, Gordon, I don't think anybody needs this right now. No, but I bet you Dayball's gonna answer questions like this, and Jordan Ron will be answering questions like this for us on the station here. We don't need this. I don't need this. I don't want this. All the offensive linemen, Gordon, are gonna be answering this question for the next couple of weeks. The more they struggle, O-linemen, they're going to have to answer Evan Neal's question. Do you feel the same way Evan Neal feels? How do you feel about the fans booing? How do you feel? Uh, what, 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 what do you guys talk about in the meeting room about that? How do you really feel? Oh, it, it just grows and grows. The more you struggle, the more it grows. Well, uh, luckily for those offensive linemen, Evan Neal has has now put himself. If Giant fans didn't already know him, like the, the diehards obviously do, but yes. maybe there's some casual fans who are not aware of who Evan Neal is, or that he was the seventh pick. They're just going to the game to enjoy the game. Now they know who Evan Evan Neal has put himself on the map. Yes, I'd be totally okay. By the way, if if he, if like the Herm Edwards treatment where he practices all week. But, and he lines up and he dresses up, but he doesn't play at all. He just stands mm. by the sideline with his coach and just says, hey, sit right here, and you're going to learn. You can't stay stuff like that. You're not playing up to your level. You're going to sit. Well, if he had somebody to replace him, I'm sure he wouldn't be. I'm sure they might consider it, Gordon. <laughs> There's that too. Well, they And it's funny it. because Pro Football Focus ran the numbers between Evan Neal and Eric Flowers. Uh-oh. And at least at this point, Eric Flowers was – significantly better. Oh, mm. Don't do it, Gordon. Come on. Significantly better. Wow. Year one flowers, overall grade 54.9. Evan Neal, overall grade in year one, 41.8. Year two, flowers, overall grade 69.4. Mm-hmm. Year two for, for Neal, it's extrapolated over a full season, is 40.9. So even by the way he performed in year one, at least so far, He's regressed. It's inhumane. He's taking the step back. He has been taking some steps back. And (laughs) and when he does, the the defender just runs right by him. When we return, Jets and Broncos, uh, we'll hear from the two coaches. Can't wait to hear what Sean Payton's got to say with that undefeated team that he's got working Mm. over there in the Mile High City. And some more calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, before we get back to the calls and we hear from Salah and um, Peyton, I'm going to speak for you and see if you share my thought process. All right, give it to me. This wild card round was a bit uh, upsetting for me, and I'm sure a little bit for you. Jordan Montgomery... Seven innings, six, six hits, no runs, no walks, five strikeouts in the wild card game last night. Zach Wheeler in the NL wild card game last night, six and two thirds, five hits, and earned run, no walks, eight strikeouts. Sonny freaking Gray, who is was in the Cy Young Award conversation, mm-hmm. wins tonight. I mean, 
former pitchers of teams going elsewhere, Gordon, it's just it's 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 a pain in the butt. <laughs> it yeah, just it's, is. it's it's, it's funny because uh, to Brian Cashman and the Yankees, Jordan Montgomery was was like a a fourth starter in the playoffs, right? Like he wasn't yeah. a guy that you would use in Game One or Game Two or even really Game Three, so he was expendable. Yep, it's unbelievable. I, I am actually enjoying the playoffs because the Rays are out and the Blue Jays are already out, so I like that. Yeah. And I like that the Phillies are moving on because Phillies, Braves, that's good for you. You're going to get one of them out. Uh, I'm not watching that series. No? No. No. I can't. I didn't want to see either one of them. Well, at this point, if any, it, it's, it's World Series or bust for the Braves. Like, if anybody can beat the Braves, that's, that's good news for you. Yeah. Yeah, but I, don't, I, I, I want them both out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know. Good luck. One, with that. one at a time. You can't get them, you can't get them you both know. out right now. I know. So I'm not. I'm not. I'll, you know, I watch a little Baltimore. I watch. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and and you know, Joe was suggesting I you know root on Texas. I, I, Joe or Harvey, one of them would say I can't do that. Scherzer's there with Degrom. Yeah, I can't do that. Well, you know, there's a better chance you're on the mound than Degrom's on the mound. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. Well, you know what? Then you don't have to worry about that because I'm not being on the mound. So we're good with that. Nope. Nope. Booth is in the Bronx. Hey, Booth, you're next on 98.7. Guys, you know, if Evan Neal continues to play like this, um, and also, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau had some comments that were not so good, similar to what Neal said the other day, uh, yesterday, today or whatever, the person who's going to be answering all the questions soon is going to be Joe Shane because, uh, you know, Thibodeau had two sacks, but he looked invisible in that game. I mean, he's done nothing this year. Neil's been a bad pick so far. And, and obviously, if he continues to play like this, next year he won't even be starting. So mm. I think the questions would be on Jay Shaw, on uh, Joe Shane's uh, lap in terms of these guys. I mean, you know, but there's something not right over there. I don't know if it's a Saquon, the way they treat him or something. Something's not right with that team. They Forget, forget about the way they're playing. Their, their vibe is super negative. I, I don't know what it is. But you know what, guys? I, I'm going to tell you something. What, what really bothered me today, and I know like nobody here is a Sixers fan and all that, but <coughs> – Harden's back, baby. James Harden. Listen, Joel Embiid is doing his pink uh, imitation. What about us? He's talking about everybody's talking about these other teams. A few days ago, your passive-aggressive behind put out some tweet about how would you like that offseason, trying to be a wise guy. And for a franchise that has had four of the most iconic players in this league, started with the Mm. Big Dipper, the Doctor, the Round Mound, the Rebound, Mm -hmm. and AI, the Answer. You know, Joel Embiid, he keeps always talking about he needs help. and he need, Yo, dude, you're the help. You got to make something happen. He, he's, he, he's just a reflection of a lot of these athletes and a lot of – I don't want to blame it on all young people, but, but some young people these days where it's like I'm looking for every out in the world to explain to you why I can't get the job done. I don't mm-hmm. care if Harden is there or not. You are one of the top – at least 10, I would say top six or seven players in this league, take ownership of this team and go out on your shield, man. Like, this dude is, like, he's really annoying me now, man. He I hear really what you're saying, Buddha. Really- Buddha, I'm up against the clock, my friend. I got to bounce. You can call us again uh, tomorrow night. And then, Gordon, I'll pay off the tees tomorrow night. We'll hear from Peyton and, and Salah about this game coming up against Denver. We'll have our Know Your Opponent tomorrow night. Even Ritzamini's going to drop by, Gordon. His oh. Wednesday spot was moved to tomorrow because of playoff baseball tonight. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll have a busy night tomorrow, my friend. Sounds good, Larry.
All right, so you be good on the radio with those updates. Can't wait to hear what Evan Neal's going to say tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We thank you for joining us. Harvey and Joe, great job as always. Best job you've done doing this job, doing this show tonight. When we return, yeah, we'll return tomorrow night.